What's up, all you dinkles and peoples? This is the Respawn Aim Fire Podcast, the Kickass Reverend Podcast, brought to you by Affable Idiots. I am one of your New Year's hosts, Chad Michael. Gonna make some guesses that are gonna knock your garters off. Innis. We have with us our normal co-host, Adam. Gonna make some guesses that might knock your puka shell necklace off. Gumbert, how are you? Uh, shark tooth necklaces only in these parts. By the way, there's a secret box on the screen. What is it? <gasps> what is it? God damn it, open you bitch. Um, it's bourbon balls. I don't know if it's balls. visible in your cropped. Make sure you get it next to your face. It's bourbon balls, everybody. Bourbon balls. That's a Kentucky Whoa. staple. They're little chocolate confections. <laughs> They've got a lot of bourbon in them. Enjoy. I'm mm. going to enjoy. You can't. Nice. And joining us, running OBS uh, on the fly because my computer is a burpy, burpy bitch, <laughs> is Alex going to make some guesses that are going to knock your belly button rings off. Cozina, how are you, Alex? Uh, I'm doing well, Chad. Uh, I'm really glad that you brought up the whole me running this podcast and OBS at the last minute because, yeah, Chad's podcast was just like, yeah, I'm sorry, but it's just one of those days where I just got to turn into a big old bubble butt and just <laughs> explode right into the air. And so I'm running this on the fly, going pretty well, thankfully, because I had everything like mostly set up ahead of time. But if for whatever reason, Chad and Adam's uh, video cam web feeds turn into black voids of infinite blackness for brief moments moments. Uh, that is not on me. That is just uh, the predicament of it all of us having to make some last minute adjustments. But hey, other than that, I am doing good. I really hope that I don't make any Redfall level bungles this year round. Please do. That was so fun last year when you did that. But you don't know that's predictions, you know, Chad's frozen. <laughs> no worst face I've ever seen in my life. I'm not frozen. That's called acting. All right, everyone. You can watch us here on twitch.tv slash idiots live on Sunday evenings, usually around 8.30-ish Eastern time. And uh, if you hate doing that, if you hate interacting with us in the chat, if you think our voices need two days worth of post-processing work, then you can catch that on demand Tuesday mornings at YouTube and podcast services at 9 a.m. Eastern time as well. We've got a fun bunch of guests is coming up today we got some cool gamey games what we've we been playing today we got a surprise segment from cozy coming up and we're gonna fucking marry and kill some games all of those things are coming after i asked cozy what is this thing about your cooking channel that you wanted to talk about because uh let's let's plug that in after much waiting i am proud to announce that you'll need to wait a little bit longer but not that much longer, uh, to enjoy Cozy Bear's Cooking Season 4, uh, which will debut on Wednesday, January 24th uh, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, similar to the previous season of Cozy Bear's Cooking, which was Season 3, which we did back in 2022, uh, Season 4 will consist of a limited run of just eight episodes. This isn't going to be a thing where I'm going to do it on a continuous basis multiple times a week until I grow tired of it. I'm just going to do eight episodes, but they are going to be incredibly well-produced, and they will stream live every Wednesday on twitch.tv slash CozyBearLive, K-O-Z-I-B-E-A-R-L-I-V-E, at 8.30 p.m. EST, following the debut of the first episode on the 24th. Um, not ready right now to share all the details, dishes, and fancy schmancy OBS graphics that will be featured on this season just yet, but 
Uh, you should pay attention to my Twitter timeline, at Alex Gazina, uh, if you're anxious to get a preview of the upcoming festivities. And also, if you've not done so yet, uh, you should check out my previous season of Cozyverse Cooking, which by the time that this episode will be on podcast services, uh, will have been completely uploaded now to my YouTube channel. Previously, all the VODs were only on Twitch, and I kind of felt like uh, it's time to get some more eyes on these because these were a bunch of fun episodes to do. So recently uploaded to my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash at Cozy Bear, K-O-Z-I-B-E-A-R 7231. Not youtube.com slash Cozy Bear, which is an account that was taken over by a child 16 years ago that now permanently is sitting on that handle and I can't have it. So yeah, it's also not out. a good channel. I mean, your yeah, channel is not a good channel. Cozy yeah. Bear, not a good channel. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but right now, there are a lot of other things that we need to talk about that we're looking forward to, including big games for 24 coming from Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. <gasps> PlayStation has listed the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, officially titled Metal Gear Solid Triangle Icon, which stands for Delta, colon, Snake Eater, as a 2024 game. There's a trailer advertising various PlayStation 5 games coming in 2024, and it, it includes lots of entries with established release dates, like The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, but also sneakily little puts a little release window in there for the highly anticipated remake starring <laughs> everyone's favorite Atom game, Solid Snake, Metal Gear Solid 3. Uh, not stopping there, Love the it. PlayStation trailer also listed Silent Hill 2 Remake as a 2024 release, seemingly dropping two major release windows in the space of two minutes. Did y'all think this was coming this early? Delta? Yeah, it's a little, a little surprising, but also, like, there's not a lot coming this year, so it's like, of course there has to be something that's on the way. Don't believe it. Watch me like, oh, well, we tried, and then, uh, you know... Jeremy had a bad sandwich and it pushed the game back three months. So we're going to turn up 2025. Like, Adam, what if it's amazing? What if Metal Gear Solid Delta comes out and everyone's like, wow, like there have been fantastic remakes in the past, but this one raises it to a whole new level. The, the story, the cinematics, the lighting actually reflects to the way that the games originally looked, but it's all updated to be new and modern. You have full screen support, wide scale support, all sorts of made up things that I'm just making up on the fly because my brain's <laughs> running on PS. Scale. That must be a PC thing. <laughs> making up all sorts of new resolutions we didn't even think possible. And everyone's like, man, Adam, you're really missing out by tutting your head up at these Metal Gear Solid 3 games. I mean, they can be wrong. Like, here's the thing. I've played that game. I don't, there's nothing you guys are going to do to make me like it. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> I did lose. Uh, so I played in a fantasy football league with Tim New Museum, uh, as Chad famously named right, that right, man. Right, right. Um, and as part of my punishment for doing worse than him, I have to play Metal Gear Solid 3 uh, on stream for him, for his amusement, because uh, he knows I doesn't like, I don't like it. So if this actually comes out this year, I'll, I'll, I'll do the remaster instead of playing the old one. So I probably might actually play this game this year, depending on how uh, schedules and stuff go. See, so. that's a punishment. That's how much I dislike the game is that it's a punishment for me. Yeah, uh-huh. Or you just, like, somehow atomed your way into a quote-unquote punishment with something that you're actually going to enjoy. You guys can go back and listen to that Barf episode to tell you how much I love Metal Gear Solid 3. Thank you. I actually, this doesn't, this doesn't surprise me as much because, one, we already know that they've been experimenting with, you know, high-fidelity graphics for Metal Gear Solid 3 as, as early as whenever they released those pachinko machines, which were... 
I don't know, early teens, early 20 teens, maybe something like that. And they haven't, Konami has not really been doing anything since Metal Gear Solid 5, aside from announcing like seven Silent Hill games last year. Uh, they, They haven't really done anything that I can think of, aside from that zombie Metal Gear game. But uh, so, yeah, I feel like it's it's about time if they have been working on something the last five ish, whatever, how many ever years that is, uh, then, yeah, it's about time that we see it this year. And rumors also say that after that one, I can't remember where, who who rumored this, but somebody there's a rumor out there that after Metal Gear Solid three, uh, it is all hands on deck for a Metal Gear one remake as soon as three ships. Mm. That'd be nice to have a full remake of that. Yeah. Like a remake, not a remaster like this one, like a full everything. Let's make it modern. That would be nice. Delta is a remake, isn't it? Or is it a remaster? It's a remake, but it's like, from my limited knowledge, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, they're just, it's that same factory where fucking Ocelot pops up and acts like an idiot. The the problem is, is that based on what information has been presented so far on the game, it seems like they're being very selective in terms of what they are updating. You would assume that like snakes movement mechanics, the game's stealth mechanics will be much updated over what they were in that game. But for example, the voice acting is not being Mm. changed at all. They're not going back and re-recording new lines with David Hayter or any of the rest of that cast. And so it's this weird thing where it's like, you got some content that's, supposedly going to be very much updated and modernized for you know the modern day and then other content that's weirdly being kept as is for reasons that might be because they want to preserve the artistic integrity or might be because konami is very chintzy when it comes to giving its studios a budget to work with who's to say hey snake have you ever seen godzilla it's a really cool movie fucking awful <laughs> awful video game i hope all those original voice actors got paid by the the word because they made, if so they made a fuck ton of money cool well we'll uh we'll see later in 2024 as as konami's offerings start to drip drip drop out the old pipeline <laughs> yeah. whether or not this rumor comes true in the meantime, let's move on to playtime, where we talk about what we played over the last, I guess this makes up for several weeks, right? Because we haven't done a proper episode of the podcast in a while. Uh, so we're going to talk about playtime. F- three? Four? As Adam's fingers are indicating to me? It's three. three or four. I think it was like December 12th or something. It's been a while. So I'm I'm really interested. I, I see the void under Adam's, where there's nothing next to a bullet. So I'm going to come I back to that. I just realized I never Alex. actually updated mine. Okay. Now, well, one of the entries that was... Then. One of the entries that was in my list is actually still relevant to today, but I do have one new game that I'm going to add in right now. But you'll still start. We're going to go straight to. No, we're going to go to the Alex. We're going to start. Okay. First plan, same second verse, same as the first. Alex. Yeah. So I've only really been playing two games over the past week. Uh, I've been playing a little bit more of Super Mario RPG because I was with my father and my sister in our uh, cottage cabin. I was like, what's that word again? That word for a house that you have out in the country? Oh, yeah, a cottage. A cottage. Or also a cabin. I was at the cottage, and I was like, you know what? I'll take my Switch along, play Super Mario RPG on it. That game is still fun, but uh, like I said on previous weeks, I do wish I was playing one of the more up-to-date and modern Mario RPGs. game just feels a little archaic in spots, but still fine. The other game I've been playing a little bit of is Stray Gods. This is the like music based um like 
choice-based, like, visual novel game that came out back in 2023. Didn't get amazing reviews. I feel like the general impression of it was kind of like, eh. Um, but I was intrigued by it and had been meaning to check it out in 2023, and it very much was a case of, like, I would have checked it out then, but I felt like there were more pressing games that I wanted to get to, games like Hi-Fi Rush, where I'm like, I want to play one of these games because, you know, they were critically lauded, and I want to be able to speak about them when it comes to, you know, the end of the year. Um, and so, yeah, put it off, uh, playing it until just now, and it is good. I, I don't have, like, particularly, like, absolutely glowing things to say about it. It is exactly what is advertised on the package. It is a game about gods that are entwined in a murder mystery that fight with each other by singing songs and you make narrative choices, uh, both in terms of where it is that you want to go next, what you want to do, and what it is that you want to sing in the middle of these songs to advance the plot. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's really any kind of fail state. kind of seems like you can kind of just keep going with whatever choices you make and you'll arrive at some sort of ending no matter what you do and won't just be killed off prematurely. And it all makes for a very decent package. And I am motivated to see more of it, but I'm not sitting here being like, oh my God, I wish I'd played this last year because I would have been chomping at the bit being like, guys, this is one of the best games of the year. It's good. Not amazing, Can you but it's explain good. something to me? The, the tagline for this is Stray Gods, the role-playing musical. Yeah. And I see that everywhere. Can you explain, I know you said like in the middle of a song, like you choose what you want to sing. Are you... What is what does gameplay of this look like? Are you choosing like just a lyric that you decide to put there? Is there any kind of like it, it, it's less so a lyric and more thing? like the direction that you want to take the song? So you'll be on stage like sing competing with this other god, and you'll be like either I can start singing lyrics that directly go against what she's singing. I can try to rouse up the crowd and get the crowd on my side, or I can maybe do a duet with this other God that's over to the side that said that he would help me. It's kind of like very like broad strokes like that. They say role-playing game, but like the game is not quite that granular. Gotcha. Cool. Is that it? Are those just the two, those yeah, two games? That's it. Uh, I'll probably have for Alex. Yes. Um, first question, should I play Stray Gods? You're like, it's fine, but like, is it fine for certain people or is it fine for everybody? <laughs> Let me... This, is, this game is rated fine for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, this game is rated fine for Jewish people. Are you, <laughs> are you dying to jump into the game immediately or can you wait like another week or so for me to beat it and give my final recommendation? I'll let you wait. The only thing that okay. interests me is the, is the talent in the game. Cause again, all it's got all of the video game voice actors in it, but yeah. I'll, I'd rather wait for you to finish it before I actually, cause it seems yeah. interesting, but I don't know. Second thing, since you're running OBS, this is only for video watchers. You're running OBS, right? So the backgrounds are you. Yeah. Okay, I just like how you had the a couple weeks on Twitter, it was circulating again. You had the background of the girl from uh, Detroit Become Human, like the, when she looks at the at the mm -hmm. camera, the Android girl, and there's just that clip of those like two people are like the game's really not about race. Yeah, I mean like there's like things to it's not about race, and then she's like the Underground Railroad was it, and it's like and <laughs> it's just everyone reacting to that, and it's like the funniest clip in the world. So you, I saw her face and immediately had a flashback. I, I want to say for the record. The video slideshow that's playing in the background is something that was already pre-included in the scene selection that Chad mm. gave me. And I was just like, 
it would take a while for me to come up with a new one. So I'll just no, use one right now. Okay, if anyone we, we do not sold, throw it my way. No, yeah. no, it's just all her face, and it's very funny where people try to say Detroit wasn't someone trying to make a very bad representation of civil rights movement, and then she was like, "Here's the thing about black people: we, we <laughs> do not funny. endorse, we do civil not rights? endorse the opinions or likenesses of the people in Detroit become humans or the men that made it." Mr. Detroit become human. It's a very funny clip. Anyways, uh, go ahead, Chad. I interrupted you because of that hilarious clip about civil rights. Uh, my request is for you to tell me what you played in the last three to four issues. Nothing. Weeks. No, so what I did is, so whenever we go up to game of the year, that's where I try to get a lot of my playing in, right? Like, I beat Alan Wake, like, three or four days Wake. before we recorded it. Wake, Wake, Alan Wake. Um, so I played a lot of stuff then, and then once we finish game of the year, I pro I don't touch basically anything. So... I haven't really played anything at all. I just watch TV and shit. I chill. Nice. Because you know? I overdo it. Like, I just yeah. do a lot of it. And then I'm like, well, I'm not going to do any of it. So, I mean, I like, I have, I'm on the last boss of Baldur's Gate 3. But I just don't, you know, want to go through that yet again. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, I play as a Hitman Freelancer. That was fun. But that, I really don't play anything. I chill. Are you excited for Marvel's Echo releasing on Tuesday on Disney Plus? I mean, I'll watch it, I guess. I liked What <laughs> If. What If was fun um yeah echo yeah. we'll see it'll be fun to see them kill people there you go yeah cool That's uh, it, mine's gonna be a little bit of a longer segment than both of those <gasps> i have on here d2 can the you mighty guess what d2 means it's Destiny 2. That's right. I played Destiny 2 a bunch. Um, and I'm going to use this actually as a way to also talk about PSP on there, which is PlayStation Portal. I did an experiment with science <gasps> where I was at my parents' house in North Carolina for three full weeks, Friday to Friday to Friday to Friday. That's three. Yeah, three weeks. And I brought with me only my Nintendo Switch, which my sister then stole and took away for two weeks. And then I had my PlayStation Portal. That was my only other system of of gaming. Well, no, I had my analog pocket too, but I played only a little bit. I played probably 40 to 45 hours of content on my PlayStation Portal, being 2,700 miles away from it, which is... I assume 76,000 kilometers away from it. And uh, it was incredible. It was incredible. It was such an amazing experience. I it, Latency was never, like literally never an issue for me. I was able to do all of the hardest content in Destiny 2. We did. We ran Grandmaster Nightfalls. We did uh, multiple raids. I was doing um, Iron Banner competitive like PvP stuff on it, and I never felt like I was at a disadvantage from when I was doing uh, my regular controller here, being a few feet from the PlayStation itself. Uh, so yeah, I, I was really, really surprised at how flawlessly that went. There were of the, again, like 40, 45-ish, 50, something like that, hours that I played on it. Uh, there were two times when I just lost connection to my PS5. And then I just had to reconnect. And it took like 30 seconds. But that happened to be in the middle of like a, a Grandmaster Nightfall Strike or something like that. Uh, but it didn't actually seem to matter to us too much. We we made it through. Don't worry. Of course, we're freaking professionals. You so yeah, there were just a couple of times when that happened. One of them actually was my fault because it told me battery level critical, and then like I went and plugged it into the USB C port, 
and then I didn't put the other end of the USB-C cord into the power. So <laughs> that was one issue. But no, yeah, I was I was really, really impressed with the PSP, um, the PlayStation Portal. The thing that I was not impressed with is the audio on it. As we all know, it does not work with Bluetooth headphones, which is booty and a half shell. Uh, so Total I power. had two options. I had... I had pre-ordered and then had delivered to my parents' house the PlayStation Pulse Wireless Elite earbuds, mm-hmm. the, the you know the earbuds that have the PlayStation Link device on them and things like that. Uh, and those were un- huge disappointment. They were uncomfortable as fuck. They are those bitches like two hundred bucks? They are. They are two hundred dollars. They're they're super uncomfortable. I had connection with issues with them pretty regularly, where they would you know, disconnect one and then the other one would connect or I would have one in at a time and then they would just like bloop, drop off for a second and then come back on or they would just turn off and then I have to like hit the connection button on both of them. You know, there's the link button on the PSP and then the link button on the earbud. Uh, So like connection wise and comfort wise, I was not into these things. They do have pretty good battery life, I guess. They were like five hours of battery life. Um but what was really upsetting to me was, aside from comfort, obviously I don't want to wear these things a ton, is that they, for $200, were lacking a lot of really important, I feel like standard features nowadays for earbuds. Like there's no noise cancellation on them. I confuse noise rejection with noise cancellation. So like mm. I kind of was like, oh, where's the noise? No, it just rejects other noise for the microphone. Uh, so people don't hear, you know, you taking a dookie on the toy toy while you're playing the game, which I did. I did poop and play this game at the same time. According to you, that you never do that. You're just in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, I, I usually am in the bathroom, and then I come back out to play the game. But now that the game is in my hands, I can poop and play at the same time. Gotcha, gotcha. You know how there's you know there's regular play, there's cross play, and then there's poop and play. <laughs> 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 the three pillars. Yeah. So there's no noise cancellation, and there's also no, noise, no audio pass through. So like... It's been so long since I've worn a pair of headphones that don't have any kind of uh, pass through. So it's like that whole, like, I sound like I'm underwater kind of thing. You know, when I talk out loud, whenever I'm chatting on, on games. But I think what also was shitty about it is, like, there were many times where I was just, I'm going to lay on the couch and play this thing while, you know, my parents are watching some home renovation show on the TV. And, you know, my nieces and nephews are running around the house doing things. And the shitty thing is I can't block out the noise enough to make it not you know, distracting, but also I can't hear well enough to know when they're talking to me. So it's like the worst of both worlds, uh, which means for $200, I would never use them over my AirPods, which I use already for my phone and basically everything else in the world. Therefore, I would have spent $200 on a pair of headphones that I would only use when using my PlayStation portal, which were uncomfortable to begin with. So I was like, mm, no, return those shit to Best Buy immediately. So I did return them. I was about and to say, their... if you didn't get return those bitches, I would be heated. No, I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, and in re- in exchange, what I ended up using were my eight year old wired Apple earpods with three and a half millimeter jack. Perfect. That came with like the iPhone five before we switched over to the lightning port for all the phones. Um, so yeah, I happened to have that in my switch case which my sister had in Durham for two weeks. So I had to keep those gross-ass PlayStation Link Buds in my ears for uh, for a couple of weeks until she came back with my earpods. But then, yeah, that's what I'm using now. 
And I've tried also I've I've tried two different types of Bluetooth transmitters to try to get like let me plug that in like people used to do with the switch. Um, but I had I a question been really for you. Successful with that so far. Because I know the only other headset that's going to work with it are going to be the new Pulse headsets. Are you going to yeah. buy a new Pulse headset just to use with your PSP? I am going to buy the new Pulse headset to use with my PlayStation. Well, to to try it out to to see if it's worth even upgrading because you know Best Buy has that doesn't matter open box. You know, you take it out, you poop on it. it doesn't it's matter. It's got poop particles it on it. Yeah, they'll take it exactly. back. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's like two weeks or something like that. So yes, I'm definitely going to get those to try it. It's too much. I'm, there is no way that I'm going to take those traveling just to be able to like, I'm not going to bring that on a plane. They're, they're so big to be able to bring on a plane or something like that. So, uh, I'm going to get them to maybe use with my PlayStation. Although now that I know they're not noise canceling anyway, who the hell knows? And to be honest, even the microphone, like the microphone dangling down on that those old ass earpods versus the microphone in the in the earbuds, the Sony earbuds, was not a huge difference either. So, yeah, uh, shitty situation with audio, but other than that, PSP, highly recommend, very good. And I'm now using it, you know, every night before bed. I'm playing a little bit of F2S, which is Final Fantasy VII, the regular one, F2, Final Fantasy, two Fs. I wanted to throw you oh, off, but I didn't want you to know. It should be F squared. Well, I couldn't do the, the superscript two in this without having to Google how to do a superscript on the Google Doc. Gotcha. So uh, I just wrote F2S. So yeah, Final Fantasy VII. I am playing this. It is one of those things, like, I feel weird playing JRPGs on a TV, weirdly enough. Like, it's just like, this feels like, I, you know, you're at a movie theater to watch a 160p youtube video of a can it's it's wrong quick question for that yeah by the way i'll ask alex this interrupting that point i this is not the first time i've heard this i don't remember it was somebody else that i talked to on a secret discord or on twitter or something they were like jrpgs for me are handheld and chad is saying the same thing is that alex is that a thing for you are jrpgs handheld for you Mm, no, I, I I would say that I've played an equal number of JRPGs on handhelds and on consoles. I don't view them particularly as being tied to one platform or the other. Yeah, Chad is not the only person I've heard say that they uh, antiquate it to handheld. I just thought that was yeah. funny that you also said that right now. So it's probably, I guess when I when I first got into JRPGs, like the very first one that like sold me on JRPGs was Dragon Warrior Three on the Game Boy Color. So like I got into them on Game Boy. We played a few, my brother and I, on a PC with an emulator as a kid. And then from there, it was all on my PS Vita. My PSP and my PS Vita. You know, because you could get, get, get the PS1 classics. So yeah, it's a handheld thing. So I'll lay on the couch, put The Office on the TV, or put some YouTube video on the TV that I don't really care about, play some Final Fantasy VII, or, you know, every night before bed now, it's to play like an hour, hour and a half of Final Fantasy VII on my portal uh, as we just kind of wind down in the bedroom. And it is... Uh, it is weird. It is so... It's weird to be playing this... It's a remaster, of course. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm playing the Final Fantasy VII remastered version of the original game, not the remake. And so it's the Steam version. And it's like... It's weird to see these really high-resolution, crisp... Not high-fidelity, but high-resolution, crisp, 3D, Lego-blocky-looking models of things on top of the rendered backgrounds which they didn't touch up or anything like that. So they are just like muddy, blurry, 
backgrounds that would look beautiful on a CRT TV, I'm sure. But then in, in an HD remake, it is just like it looks gross. And then you see these giant out of place things walking around it and you can hardly tell what anything is uh, on the screen anyway. What's funny um, about that is that actually reminds me a lot of how when the uh, when Final Fantasy VII Remake first released on the PlayStation 4, one of the issues with that game is a lot of the pre-rendered backgrounds in that game looked a little bit on the muddy side, especially like, for example, that one chapter where you're climbing up the plate after it collapses and you look out into the Vista and you realize, oh, this looks a little bit less than great. They eventually fixed that in the PlayStation 5 version. That was like one of the big things that they fixed for that. Uh, but it is it is funny how like time is like repeating itself in that way. Do you remember that door in the Sector 7 area where like you are you're spending the it's early on in the game and like you're going in like your room where you're staying the night and that door the texture on it was like a PS1 texture and you can get up close and it looks so gross and they eventually they patched that out yeah, after yeah. a couple of weeks but anyway so yeah playing it performance wise obviously it's a PS1 game looks weird in HD but there are some couple of cool things. There's the, in the remaster, there's the built-in, you click the left thumbstick and the game goes at 3x speed, which is super helpful. If, you know, I played this game as a kid, but also I don't want to have to like slog through this thing again. Click the right thumbstick and it turns on God mode, which means your HP, your MP and your limit are like maxed out all the time. And then you click both thumbsticks and it turns off random encounters, which I haven't done yet because I still I'm trying to still like grind my way up to level 99 for a trophy because none of those things affect trophies. So I can still get the platinum mm. trophy using all of those things, which is awesome. Are you trying to beat the game before the release of Rebirth? Is that the current I'm trying plan? to beat this game and Crisis Core remastered mm. oh. before Rebirth and maybe a speed run on easy mode of remake. Okay. Uh, it is. So speaking of, it has been a long time since I have played this game uh, fully and probably, probably like 15 years, maybe. And so I, when I played remake, there were several characters in this game that were like big deals. And I was like, I don't remember you at all. And now playing this remastered version, I'm like, oh, it's because in the original game, you had two lines and mm. that's it. Um, and speaking of, I've played the entirety of Remake in the first three hours of this game, which which like blows. I like there is so much more out there that Rebirth and the third ver third installment of this thing could tackle. Um, so yeah, it's I've, I've just left Midgar, and I am exploring all sorts of fun things out in the world after three hours. Granted, on three X mode with God mode enabled, but still, there's a lot to explore. I'm also really interested in the fact that like there's so much different so far. Uh, not sorry, not so much different. The a lot of it's very familiar. There are a couple of things that were put out of order in the remake versus the the original game, and then there's there's so I didn't realize this until I I was playing this again. I was like, oh fuck, there is so much backstory for Sephiroth and Cloud, and like major twists that happen basically immediately after seven remake ends then i'm like oh shit we are just at that first game rebirth the first i'm sure couple of hours of that game are going to be freaking banger with all sorts of story and reveals and that kind of stuff too so i'm excited my final thing on here i have d2 written can you guess what d2 is Bet d2 the mighty ducks nope 
Something squared. It is Divinity, Original Sin Oh, mm, Very good. From Larian Studios. Um, my niece texted me. They got She got a PC. Her and her, her younger brother got a bunch of parts of a PC for Christmas. And then they put it all together. And now they are PC gaming elitists. Um, so she's 12. My brother, my niece is, my, sorry, my nephew's nine. And they were like, we were trying to find games with like magic and and monsters and shit and so first they texted me and they're like have you ever played this game we just found it. it's called runescape and i was like oh, oh runescape is old as shit well, another <laughs> one of my secret discord friends plays a lot of runescape actually yeah and i was like mm, yeah i'll download it because it's you and i'll play it with you and then after i downloaded it she was like oh actually we just played this game called divinity or we just found this game divinity original sin 2 and dad says we can play it and I was like, okay, that's much better. I'll do that. Um, and and oh. I have so many things to complain about. So many things. The the game itself, we're having a great time. Having a great time going around, accidentally killing a lot of people that we didn't intend to kill, making weird choices, recruiting people to our team who are cool, and then turn out you're not as cool as we thought you were. Um, having a great old time with it. But it took us an hour and a half to figure out how to fucking crossplay together. Because... You can, this game, first of all, Larian Studios has released this game on all major platforms, PC, Mac, iPad, Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Xbox. You can cross play between PC and Mac, Steam, between PC and iPad, or between iPad and Mac, not Steam. You can cross save between those platforms and Nintendo Switch, but you can't cross-play with Nintendo Switch. And then I learned after we had like gotten through a couple hours of playing this thing that like it doesn't fucking matter what cross-save is because only one person retains all of the data of, of your entire journey together. Because we were playing a, 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 a journey, like I guess it's, it's similar to D&D &D where it's like, of course, there's a, a dungeon master and that person has the whole world saved on their thing and all the characters and, all, and you guys just show up and play that game. But I was thinking, you know, like Diablo style where, oh yeah, I'll, I'll create this really cool dragon character and we'll go in and we'll do some shit and then like, you all go play some things on your own, I'll go play some things on my own and then we'll come back up and see where we are. No, that's not an option. I can't do shit in this game until they decide they want to play again. Which is like, ah, anyway. And then, of course, you couldn't cross-play between PC, Steam, and iPad unless you use this method called direct link, where you have to, like, type in the server number of the PC player's thing. And, of course, on PC, you cannot, you, in order to get the direct server link, you have to hover your mouse over a certain thing, and then it shows up, which you can't do if you're playing on controller. And uh, they are both playing on the PC split screen, which means you can only use controller. And so that was a big old piece of shit. And we took us forever to... And Larian doesn't write this stuff down anywhere. We had to, like, search a bunch of forums on Reddit and shit like that. And so finally, I, was, I just said, fuck it. And I bought the Steam version on my Mac and said, let's play here, too. I mean, uh, it so yeah, sounds old, to me like you should have just watched D2, The Mighty Ducks. I would have had a better time. Well, I could have watched. In the time it took us to finally get a fucking game started and playing together, I could have watched <laughs> the entirety of D2, Mighty Ducks. Starring Emilio Estevez, correct? <clears throat> Starring Emilio yes. Estevez, yes. And I was like, Emilio! So, all that to say, PC gaming sucks. Just fucking 
Let me play with friends. It sucks what your nine-year-old uh, nieces and nephews can figure out how to do it. Gotcha. They couldn't figure out, which is why it took so long. And I was always well, like, I'm on my I'm iPad, I'm ready to go. And they're like, I don't know how to do this. They're like, Uncle Chad, stop <clears throat> using Mac. Fucking for God's sake, please stop using <laughs> I, a Mac. <laughs> I'm pretty fascinated that like the two games that they discovered were Divinity 2 and RuneScape. And RuneScape. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I would not expect a nine-year-old to just randomly discover those two games out of the blue. Well, they have also, they've played a lot of stuff. Like, they've played Minecraft, oh. Dungeons, a bajillion times. They, mm. my brother is really big into Diablo, so they've played all the Diablo games a thousand times. Um, so they, I'm sure they've played a bunch of what they're able to play, and now they're just like, oh, now we have a PC. What can we play here that we couldn't have played on our Xbox? That does not excuse 25 year old RuneScape. I'm sorry, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, they specifically were talking about that one because you could play it on mobile. And I downloaded it mm -hmm. on mobile, and none of that text is optimized for mobile, and it looks like everything in the game is a secret because it was written for ants. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want you to uh -oh. know it or read it because the, it's so the, small. the woman from Detroit Become Human is on the screen again. We're sorry, ah, everyone. There she is. Oh god! Oh Look god! Away. Oh god! You Look can't away. tell it's her because your face is covering. Actually, if you get your face close enough, it could be you with blonde hair. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, that's a bunch of shit that I played. Um, Papa John's. Sounds like a fun break. Yeah. Let's move on to our quest log. VR Studio shuts down. Son of a bitch. Says Adam Bankhurst at IGN. First Contact Entertainment, the developer behind such PlayStation VR titles as Firewall Ultra and Firewall Zero Hour, has announced it will be shutting down at the beginning of 2024. Here's a quote. After almost eight years of working with the most amazing team I've ever, I ever have, the pleasure... I've ever had the pleasure of being part of, I'm sad to announce that we will be closing our company, First Contact Entertainment, by the end of the year. The lack of support for VR within the industry has eventually taken its toll. They were founded in 2016 by a group of ex-Starbreeze developers. This sucks. This sucks for two reasons. One, those games are actually good. Like Firewall Ultra, or wait, no, Firewall Zero Hour is the PSVR 1 title that we played mm -hmm. for game night a couple times. And had a lot of fun doing it until the audience dropped off. Uh, not the audience, the, the player base dropped off and we were just against these super good people forever. And it was like, this sucks. But then Firewall Ultra, obviously VR2 is not getting a ton of push from Sony or support from its first party studios. And just like VR in general is not getting a ton of push right now. So Firewall Ultra came out and no one really knew it and nobody played it. And uh, I have, I hope this is not the first of many, many other VR studios that are like, we're not seeing return on our investment here, so we're bouncing or we're closing or we're shifting to other things, but this is a very high-profile one who made very good games that is still not successful several years I later. I feel really bad for these guys. Uh, clearly, they were at the kind of like forefront, the sword's edge of, you know, really getting the most out of the VR platform, figuring out how to do a shooter uh, in 3D virtual space. Uh, I will say Firewall Zero Hour, a game that I had a lot of respect for. It's also the single VR game that caused me to feel the most sick after playing mm. it. This game did not agree well with me, but I don't, I don't really put that on the studio. I think that was more me not playing that game in a very healthy manner. It's probably just that raw salmon you took a bite out of before you... Yeah. Just giant hunk of salmon that I just chowed down into, and I yeah, was like, you know gross. what? I'm gonna play some. 
Horizon vi- Firewall Zero Hour, whatever it's called. <laughs> Horizon <laughs> Firewall. Uh, yeah, no. The all thing all for- these game names sound the same, by the way. They do. You, they do. you can't. You, give me, give me some slack. Forza on that Horizon one. Firewall Zero Dawn Hour. Yeah. Well, what was the actual Horizon one called? Horizon Call, Call of the Mountain. Call of the Mountain. Horizon. Look at those sexy feet. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the. Only way it seems to me that any VR studios can survive if you're like married to Meta or one of the big companies that happen to do it. Yeah. Because I don't know about you know their financials, but obviously Asgard's Wrath just came out at the end of December. Uh, VR title for Meta three. Uh, I think you got it for free if you bought a Meta three, and that was like a ninety one on Metacritic. So it's like, oh, here's a really good one of these, and Meta supporting it and giving away copies of it. So, but if you're not one of those like lucky few. Yeah, it looks rough. So, uh, I get we'll figure it out, or maybe we won't. I don't know. That's it for our quest log, and now it's time for three back-to-back cool segments, starting with a surprise from Cozy. Oh, I love surprises! Oh my oh, god, man. so pretty oh, excited! Man. <laughs> get ready for this one. Okay, um. So this segment requires a bit of runway for me to help explain it. So just give me okay. a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So the Game Awards happened in December of last year. And is it, sorry, this runway, is it something that I can continue to listen to while peeing? Uh, is it long enough that I could do that, or do you need me to respond? Yeah, you can go pee. It's fine. Okay. A- okay. Adam will catch you up on anything you missed. All right. Uh, so the Game Awards happened in December of last year, and much like that one Fallout 4 meme, everybody was not super happy with it. Uh, people were pretty disappointed in, you know, how it failed to properly honor the people in the industry that actually developed the titular games in question. Um, you know, that was the worst aspect of this year's Game Awards, full stop. It was the developers that were disenfranchised by them, not a random podcaster on a podcast called Respawning Fire. However, if I can be selfish for just a moment in time, the Game Awards were disappointing to me personally because over the past few years, and especially in 2023, I've really made an effort to try to play video games upon the release, or at least within the year in which they released, so that I could take part in the conversation surrounding them. Uh, Previously in years past, I wasn't very good at playing games the years that they would come out. I would typically wait months, years to finally get around to them. Um, And with the advent of doing podcasting, I've really tried to make more of an effort to curtail that and actually play games, you know, upon launch. And so it was disappointing that, you know, the one year that I really committed to doing that as much as possible, I felt like the final big celebration of all that at the end of the year, the Game Awards was mostly about, hey, here's what you have to look forward to in 2024, not about all the games I invested so much time and hours into. Um, And so originally I was like, you know what, for fun, I've been keeping track of all the games that I've completed since 2013, and it'd be fun if I were to go over each year and highlight all the games that I completed in each year that actually released in said year, and basically go over on the podcast and be like, look, I played a small amount of games in 2013, played a slightly greater amount of games in 2014, basically highlight how over time I've made more of an effort to play more games of the year that they released over time to kind of underscore the frustration that I'm feeling. And basically, the more that I assemble this list, the more that I realize that actually this isn't 
as much of a linear trajectory as I thought it would be. There were some years where I definitely didn't play a whole lot of games that released that year, other years where I definitely did. And so I'm like, okay, well, this doesn't really support the central thesis that I'm going for, but you know what? You know what? These lists are so weird and so unusual and so unexpected that I feel like it would be fun for me to read them on the podcast anyways, after going through all the trouble of making them. So without further ado, here is yours truly, Alexander Kazina, aka Cozy Bear, reading every single game that he completed in the years in which they originally released. 2013, I completed five games that released that year. Guys, want to take any guesses? 2013? Yes. Oh, what was that? Geez. Was that that was the launch year of the new systems, right? Was that launch year or is that no? It was. It was. But I'll give you a Uncharted little bit of a four, hint. A Thief's End. I didn't play. Also, that game did not release that year, I and I was, was going to say I did not buy a PS4 in 2013. But anyways, oh, oops in my shoes. Fuck. The final the games that I played were God of War Ascension, okay. Bioshock Infinite, <laughs> okay. Super Mario 3D World, Pokemon X, and Mario and Luigi Dream Team. Not a super long list, but all like respectable AAA games. God of War Ascension, you know, a little bit on the weekend. Uh, Bioshock Infinite, that was funny because like that's an example of a game typically in the past I would not have played the year of its release, um, but it was very discounted at like I want to say $30 at Best Buy. I went to go uh, pick it out, bring it to the cashier. She tried to ring me up for like $50. And it's like, but wait, hold on. It's actually $30. She checked and she's like, you're right. And per our policy, we actually have to sell it for even less now. We actually have to sell it to you for $20. What policy is that? <laughs> I don't know, but I got it for $20. That game Broke has had you know a bit of a negative um, critical reappraisal in recent years. But for $20, that was a good value. All right, 2014. So I fucking love that game, and more people need to admit that that game is great. I will definitely replay it before the next Bioshock one day comes out, if it ever comes out. 2014, I played 10 games that year that mm -mm. released in 2014. Any takers? I am I am going to digitaldreamdoor.com, who has a list oh, of the no. top 10 games of each year until 2019. So let's see. Let's say there's a Pokemon games. game in there that you played. 2014, right? Mm -hmm. You definitely played Mario Kart 8. Yeah, in fact, yes, that is. I'll, I'll, I can confirm that it, what Mario Kart 8 was one of the 10 games. I'm going to say Smash Bros. Wii U. Yes, that is. Another one. Smash Bros. 3DS. Um, another one. We got three. Can okay. we go for the full queen sweep on this one? There's was it four? One. How many no. How many were there? There was 10 total. 10. Oh, 10 oh yikes yeah binding of isaac I think, rebirth there's no, no way Kelsey played that no that. still th three out of ten not bad not bad at all uh Shuffle i'll just Knight. go ahead and all no i did not play oh, that okay. I, I i did play it eventually but not that year so the games that i did play in 2014 that released that year were donkey kong country tropical freeze mario mm. kart 8 Ooh, good game. nes remix 2 uh, Smash Bros. for 3DS and Smash Bros. for Wii U. Um, I mean, this one sort of counts, but I put it on the list anyways. Bioshock Infinite Burial at Sea Episode 2, because that technically that released in 2014. Uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby. That was the Pokemon game you missed. Mm -hmm. uh, Persona Q Shadow of the Labyrinth. That was the 3DS Persona game. 
Um, Sword Art Online, Hollow Fragment, that was a Vita game, actually, that released that year. Decent. Uh, there were some issues with that game, but that game had a lot, a lot of good stuff in it. Uh, and Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, the mm. sequel fighting game to Persona right. 4 Arena. 2015, only played six games. And I'm going to tell you right here, right now, this is a bit of a pitiful list. We're not going to guess it then. <laughs> if uh, I'll just go These ahead. Super Mario Maker. No. In fact, I've not even played any of the Mario Maker games. It's going to be bullshit, Chad. They're all going to be bullshit. Watch. They're all going to be comp jump one, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that bad. We're not at the really terrible trophy games just yet. Uh, first game, Splatoon. I played the original Splatoon mm. in the year release because it was like, I want to see what cool, you know, new Nintendo games Nintendo has to offer. Uh, Pokemon Shuffle, which is a 3DS game where I think, I think that's the one that's like Pokemon Troze. It was like a Pokemon puzzle game anyways. Uh, Pokemon Rumble World. That's the one where you're like playing with like a bunch of like little Pokemon robots that are like battling a bunch of other Pokemon robots. This one had like a lot of bad, like, gotcha free to play like in game currency stuff and this is not a mobile game this is a 3ds game yeah 3ds that had gotcha in game shit okay yeah uh pokemon picross this is a pokemon picross game this one was actually pretty good there was what i remember about this game is this game also had like some timer stuff or like you had to pay in game currency to like uh shorten the timer but like there was like an exploit that you could actually take advantage of to not have to do that remember correctly uh number five mini metro either of you know of mini metro it was like a, yeah that's the like that's the puzzle game where you're like trying to move subways in order to like let yeah. things through or something like that and number six i don't even count this one but i figured i'd put it on the list for fun persona 4 racing all afternoon which is a fan-made <laughs> persona 4 karting game because at that point the whole joke had been man there are too many persona 4 spin-offs at one point they're going to eventually make a karting game and someone went ahead and did just that because it didn't actually exist so i'm looking at screenshots of pokemon rumble world and like we yeah. can all agree nintendo Mii's were like the ugliest worst things to ever happen to video games right yeah they're just hideous Th those aren't even me's, by the way. It's like this own, like, take on, like, the Pokemon style where they're, like, these little, like, very polygonal toys that, for whatever reason, they used a really long time. But I don't, I don't think there's been a new Rumble game in quite a while. All right, 2016. Now, this year, I actually played 17 games. But let me tell you, <laughs> there is some bullshit on this list. <laughs> well, definitely Pokemon Sun. Are you a Sun Man or a Moon Man? Oh wait, hold on, hold on. I, I have to issue a correction. <gasps> there, I only played sixteen games on this list because I realized that I had erroneously put My Name Is Mayo twice on this list. <laughs> oh God! If, oh okay. yeah, God. Probably because I played both the PS4 and Vita version of the game. Same. That's probably yep. what happened. <laughs> so yeah, My Name Is Mayo. Uh, okay, so this game, this, this one's weird. Virginia. Do, do you remember Virginia? Yeah. yeah I know Virginia. Mm -hmm. Virginia is this weird intersection of, I only played that game because it was an easy platinum, but that game is also like a legitimate, like bona fide artistic indie experience. Like that's actually like Holden a game that you would. I played that on the couch together. Oh. And he fell asleep through most of it. 
It's so, like three hours total, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's one of those games where I'm like, well, I would not have played this had it not been an easy platinum, and I'm glad I did. Uh, number three, Punchline. This is a Japanese game where it, the plot's really complicated, but basically you're a ghost and you have to possess different people. But if you accidentally view their panties, the world explodes because of <laughs> timeline shenanigans. Very problematic. Um, so the deal with that game, and I think this might be the deal with one or two other games on this list is this was when I was in Japan. And so it was actually easy for me to go out and get Vita and PS4 games that are like super easy to platinum. Cause like literally all you have to do is just hit X cause they're like super easy, um, visual novel games. Uh, and so I kind of bought a whole bunch of those games and then later sold them when I was running out of money towards the end of the trip. Um, number four, the deadly tower of monsters. This was an indie game that was given out on PlayStation Plus. And number five, Monster Jam, Crush It. This was a easy platinum game. Uh, number six, Nero, Nothing Ever Remains Obscure. Probably one of the worst games I played on the PlayStation 4, but uh, it was an easy platinum. Number seven, Gemini, Heroes Reborn. Another platinum game. Number eight, The Little well, This Anchor. is like when you were like, a drug addict, and this is like your worst <laughs> so, part of your life. I had completely forgotten about this. You know what this was? <laughs> is back in the day, uh, Kind of Funny had forums. They had like official message boards that you could go mm. on, and their official forums had multiple PlayStation trophy tournaments in like the months of like September and uh, November of that year, which it was kind of crappy because like I was there to enjoy Japan, but the Kind of Funny message boards were like, but no, you also have to hunker down and play a whole bunch of uh, platinum games. What sucks is that there were like clearly some people on those me message boards that have like had access to straight up a factory of games. Cause like I was like <laughs> pumping in so many platinums and somehow I still always ended up at, like fourth or fifth place, even though I did like 30, 40 platinums per month. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the little acre that was a, that's like a, um, it's like an adventure game set in Ireland, but they also go to like an alternate dimension. Uh, number nine, The Bunker. That's the adventure game where it's all like live action segments and you're in a bunker. I know, not the most descript descriptive uh, description of all time. Number 10, Her, Majest Her Majesty's Spiffing. I don't remember that one. Uh, number 11, My Nintendo Picross, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. That's the Twilight Princess themed Picross game. Uh, number 12, a legitimate game, uh, Severed, uh, the game from the developers of Guacamelee, uh, uh, where you were like game. severing yeah, yeah, yeah. drink box. Um, number 13, uh, Pokemon Moon. Uh, there's a Pokemon. Uh, number 14, uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained X. That's the Kingdom Hearts mobile game that I played for many a year. Uh, number 15, uh, Big's Big Fishing Adventure 3. That is, um, you know how last year we had Sonic uh, gets murdered on the train simulator, whatever? <laughs> that was like their version of that for the year 2016. It was like a free uh, April Fool's game. And yeah, that's it for 2016. 2017, this is where we're going to get real dire. Only played on, four games that year. Uh, sure, go for it. I feel like Nier Automata or Nier Automata? No. Ah, oh, booty sweat. Was there well, there's a Pokemon game this year? I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. One game of these four games, you would never be able to guess in a million years. Okay. The other three games, I feel like you could figure out if you put your brains together. PUBG 
or Fortnite? No. Those were two big free-to-play games. Oh, no, PUBG was not free-to-play. No. At I'll give point, you three more guesses. Was there a Pokemon game? Yes. It won. Well, it was... <laughs> Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, that is correct. That was one of the games that I played oh, in 2017 that Mario, came out that year. Uh, Mario and Cappy. No. No. Oh, he didn't? He just mm. recently played that for the first time. Mm. Yeah, of course, Breath of the Wild, I only beat that game for the first time last year, but I did play it for like 20 or so hours in Horizon 2017. No. no. So the Thanks. four games are Breath of the Wild, Pokemon, Ultra Sun. That was the name of the game. It was Ultra Sun no, and Ultra Moon. Moon Man and then an Ultra Sun Man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, which is its okay. actual game. That's not me riffing. And Nubla which is another one of those super easy platinum games where you explore a museum and there's an elephant there. And I don't remember a whole lot else about it. <laughs> oh man, here we go. The, the saddest year of them all, 2018. I'm, I, th there's no way that either of you are going to guess these games. So I'm just going to say them. Number one, Celeste, a, a respectable platforming game. Uh, number two, Word Search by Paugi. This is one of those like, you know, like you get like a newspaper and it's like, oh, you got to like circle all the words. Mm -hmm. It's basically like a video game version of that. Number three, Energy Invasion, a pretty bad, super easy platinum game. And number four, uh, Chad, maybe you might remember this one. Little Adventure on the Prairie. No, another no, really bad, uh, super easy platinum game where literally you're just running through horrid looking pixel art environments for like 10 minutes and you get yourself a platinum trophy <laughs> what i remember about 2018 is for whatever reason like i played i remember there being a two-month stretch where literally all i played was the ps3 version of dark souls 2 i was like i don't know i'm, I'm just really into playing this game for whatever reason good game <laughs> but yeah i think that year i was like the, the chips were down and i wasn't really feeling a lot of games um 2019, back up to six. Anyone want to take any guesses? Death Stranding. Yes, that is one of the games. 19, Death Stranding 19. is one. There's another game in here that you're going to be like, oh, of course. How, how Apex Legends? Yep, yeah, that, that's the other one. Apex Legends. Yep. I'm trying to remember what came out that year. Sekiro? Nope, not Sekiro. No. Uh, didn't my play last Star guess Wars. Will be Jedi Fallen Order. Yes, I know he didn't play that. Oh, mm, yeah, I don't think oh. I played it that year. Fire Emblem Three Houses. No. Oh, but all right, I'm out of guess. The, the games are Kingdom Hearts Three, <laughs> Apex Legends, Death Stranding, Tetris Ninety Nine, Pokemon Shield, and Picross: Colon Lord of the Nazarick. <laughs> this is it's a Picross game based around an anime called Overlord, which is about a super min-maxy high-level MMO player that gets transported to a magical realm. And the Picross game is about you and his various lieutenants all creating Picross puzzles effectively. 2019, only six games played. 2020, 18 games played that came out yeah, that year. Pandemic, y'all. <laughs> the pandemic, but also the other main factor is that was when I started doing Press YYC, the podcast mm. I did before this one. And so I definitely got into the habit of being like, well, I should play more of these games as they release because I want to talk about it on the podcast. Also, my friends might invite me and be like, hey, there's this game called Fall Guys. Normally I wouldn't play Fall Guys, but if, uh, you know, AJ Fraser, Nathan, or 
saying, hey, we should play this together. I'm going to, you know, take them up on the offer. So 2020, I played Astro's Playroom, Bug Snacks, Demon Souls Remastered, Patapon 2 Remastered, Dreams, Call of Duty Warzone, Blood Roots, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Last of Us Part II, Marvel's Avengers, Fall Guys, Kingdom Hearts, Melody of Memory, My Name is Mayo 2, still some bullshit in there, <laughs> uh, Pixel Puzzle Makeout League, uh, The Otterman Empire, Ninjala, Super Mario Bros. 35, and Kingdom Hearts Dark Road. 2021, Back down to 12, it's still a respectable list. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Intermission, uh, Maquette, Legends of Talia, Arcadia. That was the bullshit game of this year. Uh, King, uh, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Life is Strange, True Colors, Deathloop, ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, The Prophecy of the Throne. That's all one name. It's actually a good game. Moving on. Uh, Mass Effect, Legendary Edition, Back for Blood, The Artful Escape, Halo Infinite, and Metroid Dread. 2022 15 games we have now, nobody question. saves the world yes were you were you on this one by it was that 2022 late 2020 i don't fucking i don't know what today is when did you come on here when were you on raft because this will if that will affect how many games you played i bet as well as uh press yyz right i mean i joined i joined the podcast in 2022 Okay, I assumed. Yeah. I was trying to get my mind right. I, yeah, I don't yeah. remember. What, do you remember when it was, Chad? Was it August? Was it like September? You had been on the show so many times prior to that too that right. like, I just assume you've been here since. We You've did always the whole been here. Kind of funny thing in yeah. 2019. Twenty twenty two. Nobody saves the world. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Tunic. Citizen Sleeper. Stray. Pokemon Emerald Cross. But uh, uh, Bug Snacks. The Isle of Big Snacks. Splatoon three. God of War Ragnarok. Immortality. Vampire Survivors. Sifu. Sonic Frontiers. Cult of the Lamb. And Neon White. And finally, twenty twenty three. A total of twenty games. The highest of any of these lists. Metroid Prime Remastered, Dead Space Remake, Diablo 4, Coffee Talk 2, Citizen Sleeper DLC, uh, Vemba, Pikmin 4, Goodbye Volcano High, Pokemon Unova Emerald, The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, Sea of Stars, Lies of Peace, Spider-Man 2, Super Mario Wonder, Alan Wake 2, Cocoon, Hi-Fi Rush, Viewfinder, Lethal Company, and Super Mario RPG Remake. And that's that. Ooh. I do like how you're. And your those list are all evolved. like legit games too. Well, aside from the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, no, that that's that's legit. <laughs> that's a real game. Go on, Chad. <laughs> um, you just breezed right past this game called Pixel Puzzle Makeout League. <laughs> oh, that game. Hold on. What year was Who's, that? Who fe it features four regular ass looking people, like they look like normal human beings, and then the fifth member of this party is a, a puzzle piece with a face and sexy legs. <laughs> That's fucking SpongeBob. That is a female SpongeBob yeah, puzzle piece. Female SpongeBob so, puzzle piece. What I remember about that game is I want to say the deal with that game was Nathan McInerney, who previously we had on the uh, episode of Rafferty that we did a couple of months back, um, might have reviewed that game for an outlet. I think he was given like a review code to review it. And he was like, hey, this game's pretty fun, maybe worth checking out. And it's like, yeah, it sounds like the weird kind of game that I would be into. That game is okay. My it it's one of those games where like it's like experimenting with a lot of different genres. You're like doing a lot of puzzly stuff uh in like one moment, and then in another moment, you're doing a lot of visual novelty stuff. There is some dating involved, but it's not like the deepest uh, systems in the world. My thing about that game is it really felt like it felt like a shit post that was made into a game that I think was too long for its own good. 
Sorry, there's Nathan, a... I know that you like this game, but I, I thought this game was just like, it's like after the first hour of playing it, it's like, oh man, this is really funny. There's all these weird characters. There's like the sexy puzzle piece character and you have all the realistic humanoid characters. And then by hour five, it's like, oh my God, just end, just end. It was funny an hour ago. Just end it, end it, please. There's a screenshot that I just put in the Discord where sexy puzzle piece with legs is saying, don't worry, sweetie. Puzzle Planet pervs are my specialty. Winky face. 10 out of 10. It's funny, but again, after like your 12th hour of playing this game, you're like, okay, enough. Where's the ending? Where's the ending? <laughs> I think you've inspired me. I think I'm going to keep track of all the games that I play this year as well. I normally cool. don't. Or so I've tried to, I think, one or two times in the past, and I just get bored in the first month and stop doing it. But that's also I think I'll do sorry, it. real I see quick. You and, uh, and what's his face? What's his face from the thing? <laughs> <laughs> what's Jacob, his face from the thing? Jacob McCourt. Yeah, uh, I see he did it on Twitter too uh, last year. So I think I'll do it. I think I'll do it. L last thing I'll say about Pixel Puzzle Makeout League: that game ends with a like three minute long like live action music video that features like a realistic version of the game's villain who's like the evil like anti-puzzle dude and i'm like i i can tell that they're trying to tell me something here that they're trying to reach for some deeper meaning than what i've been anticipating for this final little bit of the game but what the fuck is this Sam Lake could never. <laughs> no. Sam Lake wishes he was as deranged as the people that made that game. All right. Well, we're going to move on to our next segment. Segment from Adam. Segment from Adam time. It's time for Adam's segment here. And it's time for Adam's segment. That's Cozy's favorite Christmas song, Old Lady Sign. Old Lang Sign. Old Lady Time. All right. So Old Lady Time. <laughs> we're going to do 2024 predictions. We're going to say, hey, what's going to happen in the year 2024 in video games? We had did it last year. This year, there'll be a twist. I'll get to that once I go over the results from last year. Ooh. Um, there are some interesting results. I'm just going to go in order that I wrote them down, and then we'll know the winner of last year's predictions. First up. Alexander Kozina made three predictions. Prediction number one, there will be a series of Metroid announcement, including Metroid Prime 4 being officially re-shown and one remaster releasing in the fall. Mm. I'll give you half a mm. point because we did get one remastered. Four doesn't exist in Nintendo. Didn't mention it. Doesn't exist. Get out of here. To your chagrin. Hold on. I will say... Sorry, go ahead. Did Metroid Prime remaster... Come out? No, fall? it released it in, in the fall, but it released though. He said okay. it would come but out. He said he was guessing the fall, but I'll Chad, give it to in him. In my defense, in my defense, I could have easily said the Metroid Prime trilogy remastered will release, but I was conservative and said mm. just mm. one remastered, and I got he said that one right specifically. Yeah, I right. give him half a point for that because four was not mentioned at all. So give him point five points, uh, Chad. Next up, oh, I'm keeping track of shit. If you if you can or somebody just oh, okay. do okay. track of points for whoever everyone has because he has half a point right now. God of War will have an expansion. Not a, No, he just said there will be a new God of War game set in the British Isles. Uh, I remember this. Yes, because now, all the be stuff fair, with Namir mentioning where he's we from. We got all that. a new God of War 
experience. I don't know if we would call it a full game. And a like major subplot of that game is while Kratos is venturing in his mind palace recreation of Greece, Mimir is being transported back to his youth and experiencing all of his misadventures with the entourage of King Odin. Sorry, Oberon. Yeah. And we saw that, right? No, we didn't. No. <laughs> we only heard him describe it. <laughs> so how do we do this? Because there was a new God of War game. But it was not British House. You want to give him another half point? Because he did say there'd be yeah, a new God of yeah, War thing. half point. All right, you're up to okay. one now, Cozy. Up to one whole point. Cozy said, we talked about this before we started recording, that there would be two major contenders for Game of the Year. He said, <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom would absolutely be there. But the other game that would be at the top of everybody else's mind during that conversation would also be Redfall. I believe mm. this prediction is incorrect. <laughs> Yeah. I do want to put this yeah. up here. Uh, you, you guys can go back and re-listen to the predictions episode we did at the beginning oh, of last year. Um, Adam did. But if you haven't, basically my argument there was, look, uh, it seems like Arcane is on a winning streak here. Everything they touch turns to gold. Dishonored, Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, uh, Deathloop. They make great games one after the other. And it looks like if... Uh, Redfall delivers, this could have the potential to be Arcane's biggest game yet. Not necessarily their best game, but a game that would strike that kind of perfect balance of being a game that is really good, but also is accepted much more in the mainstream on a level that something like Dishonored or Deathloop or not, which would put it in contention with a game like Tears of the Kingdom. That didn't happen. No, I think that'll be their next vampire game where more people, more mainstream people get into That's it. That's true. I think that'll That's be the true. next one. Chad had three predictions as well. He said, announced in 2023, that we would get MetaQuest 3 released, and another big contender in VR would be announced. So we did get MetaQuest 3. You're correct. That did come out this year. Did Apple, was that announcement this year? I don't remember. That was the summer of 2023 that that got announced. I would give you the full point for that. Because you said Bam, a big contender baby. and you said Quest 3. I would give it to you. Prediction number two. A more powerful Nintendo console is announced. It could have been just like a, a Nintendo Switch Plus. Yeah. It could have been Nintendo Switch 2. And we ain't here. They ain't say shit. They actually Dodge denied Rainbow. any rumors <laughs> of, of a next uh, console. So none of that. And last... Chad said that the Activision Blizzard deal would not go through at all. Ugh. Another. It was this close to getting that? This oh, close. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like close. Deadlines were approaching. It was yeah. mere hours. Ugh. But that means you and Cozy are tied at one full point apiece. That is correct. Now we're on to the big dog, Adam, his predictions. <laughs> I said 2023 would have more games over 90 on Metacritic than the past two years. There was eight in 2022 Ooh. and six in 2021. This year, there were 14 games over 90 on Metacritic. One of them, and there was also a DLC. So there's 15 total, but one of them is a DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles. Either way, I got it correct. Because 14 is yep. more than eight, even if we don't include the, the DLC. Next up, I said Wolverine gets a 2024 release window. Did not happen. We learned a lot about Wolverine, but we did not get an official <laughs> release window, so that does not count. 
And my last one, I said no more than three games launched into PlayStation Plus, extra, premium, whatever. You know, the prior year there was Stray was the only one. So I said there would be no more than three. And this year there were five. (gasps) There were five. Are we all just as good at guessing? We are. It was Humanity, Teardown, Chia, Sea of Stars, and Rogue Legacy 2 all launched into the extra tier. Which is wild from going to one to five, but... They yeah. did it. They added more games. So we all got one point. I'm proud of us. Wow. There we go. This year's be a little different, though. We are all going to bring three predictions again. But this time, there's a little added twist. After Uh-oh. everyone gives their predictions, there will also be a little added bonus. Everyone, at, you know, we'll have your, there'll be nine things on the board. Well, technically for you, there's only six. When everyone makes their predictions, you have to have a counter or you have to have something to agree to. You get one. So I can either say, like, let's just say, Chad said, no, Activision Blizzard is not going to happen. I could say, I'm going to counter that. That is going to happen. So if Chad gets it wrong and I get it right, I get an extra point. It's a way for people to get a point. Or if I would have said, Cozy, there will not be a God of War game set in the British Isles, I would get a half a point because there was a God of War game, but it was not set in the British Isles. So basically, you're going to either agree or completely disagree as a way to get a point for yourself. So, just keep that in mind as everyone's reading their stuff off. You got to agree or disagree with one of them. Can you but can you say that again? Everyone's going to go through their predictions. Then yeah. you pick one that you say absolutely is not going to happen or one that you agree with, and then you will get points if you get it correct. Okay. Just a way to give yourself another point, basically. But we'll go ahead and Chad, you go first cuz you have 3. So Chad, go I with your three. first three predictions. Yes. Now, I went I went big and bold on this first one. But like this is this is my like wild and crazy kids prediction. Nintendo Switch successor will be backwards compatible with physical Game Boy cartridges. <laughs> That's my prediction. I think I have my counter already. <laughs> but and whenever you make them just copy and paste them into the dock and i'll copy and paste them over into my own dock later okay but you think game boy is there a reason or you just well you know they have this game boy emulator up and running now on nintendo switch um you know the launch of the analog pocket has brought back a lot of like retro type stuff we've seen what like rumbles of a game boy classic kind of thing maybe ish but like i don't know Something about it is just like, it's not going to be DS games. It's not because it doesn't have two screens. It's not going to be, um, I just feel like it's, I feel like it's going to be Game Boy cartridges. They're going to, my initial prediction was going to be like, mm, it's not backwards compatible with physical at all. But then I was like, no, it is. It's got to be. But also, what if? Hmm. So I think that's what's going to be. But your whole prediction is it will be backwards compatible specifically with Game Boy. Are you going to say it's backwards compatible? Specifically with, no. Comma, and. I feel like it's a given. Backwards compatible with Game Boy cartridges. That is, it is all or nothing. Just, oh, all or nothing. All right, that's how you want to do it. Don't give me any half points in here. Live your life, bud. All right, what's number two? Number two, Microsoft closes or merges at least two first-party studios. Hmm. Because right now they have, like, I don't know, something close to 30, and I feel like that is just unwieldy at this point. I think especially consolidating those Activision, I could see some of those Activision teams getting (laughs) brought into one. Yep. I could see that. Okay. Number three. Number three. PlayStation Portal enables Bluetooth audio in some way. Mm. Now, this 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 could be 
like a Nintendo Switch way where they're like, surprise, we had Bluetooth all along. Remember? Like two or, years in, they're like, oh, by the way, it actually, it's there. What do you mean it's there? Yeah. Or it could be through some PlayStation Link audio adapter that you can plug in. It has to, to be an official PlayStation way to do it, though. Correct. It has to be an official PlayStation okay. way to enable Bluetooth audio on PlayStation Portal. Okay. I like Those it. Those are my three. Very good. Um... I'll go next because I only had four. Luckily, none of yours were mine. You were absolutely correct. Um, my first one. Ooh. <sighs> Suicide Squad killed the Justice League will be received better than the Avengers. For me, that means mm. better as a score on Metacritic. I haven't even looked at it. I don't know what the Metacritic is. I will say it will score better than that. And I think the do you overall... want me to look it up right now or do you want sure, me to keep it I'm a secret? Talking. No, you can just tell me what the Avengers Metacritic. I think Metacritic will score better. I think overall, like, word of mouth where people are like, oh, no, this is actually not awful or whatever. Not saying everyone's like, it's my favorite game of all time. I think people are like, no, this is okay. This isn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. And people will be presently surprised. And Marvel's be- Avengers scored a 66 on Xbox One, a 67 on PS4, a 68 on PC, and a 73 on oh, PS5. So close. Okay. I was just say that that the highest score for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League will be higher than the highest score for Avengers. Just to okay. keep it easy. All right. Very cool. Um, I'm going to go with this one. This Ooh. is a comma, so this is a, a two-parter. Unlike okay. Chad, I am willing to hedge my bets. Switch successor will release in 2024, as well as have a game for it, in Game of the Year talks, a.k.a. it needs to be in the top six at the Jeff Keighley Awards. So the new system will come out probably the back half of the year. And one of the games on that, even though it'll be a quick turnaround, people are like, this deserves to be a Game of the Year contender. So basically it has a killer app when it launches, and near at launch. Um, is my does, that, does it have to be a Nintendo Switch exclusive, or does a multi-platform game that's also available on it also count? Um, It just needs to be on the new one. Not backwards compatible, but native to the new one. Because I don't want it. Because then I could screw myself. Like Breath of the Wild was on both, and you'd be like, "Well, it was on Wii U. It doesn't count." Let I don't me clarify it. If like Alan that. Wake Three comes out next year and is a contender for Game of the Year, and it's playable on the new Nintendo no, Switch no, no. console, I mean an ex- a, a Nintendo Switch ex- Two exclusive game. Yes. Okay. That exclusive game for Nintendo Switch Two. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, and then. That just seems like such an easy one. I don't want to have that much fun. At least one. It's out now launch is a big hit. Like a game that's like, oh, this game is out now. This game is out today. And people really like it that we didn't know about before. And it will be on console. Because a lot of times on PC, some game will come in early access people are in love with. This will be like a la like the finals. Like, hey, it's out and people like it. Or hey, the a la Hi-Fi Rush. Rush or, it came yeah. out. Now people like it. We're going to get another one of those this year. It specifically needs to be on console, just to avoid all the cool PC stuff. Those are my three, and I will. Where copy does the, those does the it's out now has to come? I guess just like we didn't know the game was coming. Yeah, the out or... now is basically we didn't know about this game, and now this game is out. Okay, doesn't have to be announced at like a Jeff Keighley thing specifically. No, no, it's just no one knew about it. Oh, this game's actually really fucking cool, and people are playing cool. this game now. All Apex right. Legends, Hi-Fi Rush, the finals, that kind of an idea. Those are my three. I'll copy those now. Oh, I already put them in there. I mean, you can change the wording if you want. No, no, no. Sounds good. Cozy, what do you got for me? 
Okay, so for my predictions, what I decided to do is I decided to make three Nintendo predictions, three Sony predictions, and three Microsoft predictions. And then what I did was I basically narrowed down the most conservative prediction from each set of predictions that I made. Now, mind you, conservative. Come on, I said said there's going to be physical Game Boy games in this motherfucker. (laughs) I say conservative, but each of these predictions I think are still interesting, still colorful enough to make for a fun time. So my first prediction, my Nintendo prediction, I know I've been burned many times in the past, but fuck it, I'm going to say it. Metroid Prime 4 (laughs) is finally announced. Now, here's the thing. I got a few conditionals on this one. Number one, it is a cross-gen game coming both to the original Switch and the Switch successor. And they will make a big deal about Samus Aran being voiced in it. Samus Aran and whether or not she should be a voice character in games has been one of those very contentious topics for a very long time. You know, because of the awkwardness of her performance in Metroid Other M, there have been a lot of people that have said, we don't need to have her voiced. I think that Nintendo is going to come out swinging and be like, fuck it. We believe that we can really give a voice to this character, the likes of which we have never given to her before, and we can really elevate the experience surrounding it as a result of this. And I think that hand-in-hand hand with this, they're going to announce that the person voicing Samus Aran is, and I want to preface by saying, I'm not saying that either of these two people will be the one, but I think that it is going to be someone on the level of an Ashley Johnson or a Laura Bailey. I'm not saying it's either of those two people, but I'm saying is they're going to say, oh, and she's voiced by X. And we're going to be like, oh, X, that's a name that I know. Um, And I only say that because I feel like historically, Nintendo doesn't really tend to make a big point of the voice actors that it hires for these roles. Usually it tends to be, you know, people that are a little bit more unknown. The, The actress that they brought on to voice Zelda in Breath of the Wild was very much an unknown when they, you know, gave a voice to that character for the first time. But I feel like Over time, Nintendo has eased a little bit on that. Most recently, they hired Matt Mercer to play Ganondorf in Tears of the Kingdom. That felt like a bit of a turning point, and I feel like we might have a turning point with this game as well. I like the four-point prediction for his first prediction. I love it. it. (laughs) Well, it's a quarter of a point times four. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. All right. My PlayStation prediction. I think that Sony is going to make one last PlayStation VR push in one of their state of plays. I think that they are going to announce Half-Life Alex for it. I think we're finally going to get that port. And I think they're going to announce a brand spanking new VR game from Insomniac Games. Now, thing about Insomniac Games is, as you might have heard, they recently got leaked. A lot of their slate over the next decade is now out in the wild for you to peruse and find. I don't think I'm being unkosher in saying that amongst the stuff discussed in their leaks, VR games were not really a prominent part of it. I don't think there was like a big PowerPoint slide of like, oh yeah, and we're also developing this new upcoming VR game. And to that I say, yes, totally fair, but also we know for a fact that a lot of the information in uh, that leak Uh, is not particularly up-to-date. There was a Jason Schreier article that came out shortly after the leak that was like, hey, one of the big games that's discussed in these leaks isn't even being developed anymore. All the information about it being this thing that's actively in development at Insomniac is completely out of date at this point. And so I think that 
Even though it was not a component in those leaks that occurred recently, I do think that Insomniac is working on a new PSVR game because they, more so than most other studios in PlayStation sort of cadre of studios, have like a reputation, a pedigree of making prior VR games. Not for PlayStation, uh, but they have that experience. And I think that Sony is going to try to harness that to give PlayStation VR to one last push. Can I ask for clarification on a couple things? Yes. When you say brand new game from Insomniac Games, does that have to be a brand new IP or just not a port of something else that already exists? Let's, I will keep it open. It can be based on an existing IP. Or it can be something new. Okay. You know, uh, so if Insomniac makes a VR game, it counts. Sure. Okay, cool. Does it have to be at a state of play specifically? I'm going to say yes. Okay. How many how many games at a state of play qualifies as one last push? More than the two that I just mentioned. It'll be Half-Life Alex, it'll be Insomniac's VR game, and it will be at least one more game, but hopefully more than just that one more game. So the push has to include Half-Life Half-Life Alex and Insomniac games? Y yes. Okay. All right. All right, final prediction. Starfield will receive many major updates, perhaps even an expansion or two in 2014, but by the end of the year, it will still be as disliked as it currently is now. Wait, perhaps sorry, say it game, again, I was typing. So can, you, can you start over? I'm so sorry. Starfield, the game from Bethesda, will receive some major updates and maybe even an expansion or two over the course of 2014, sorry, 2024, but by the end of the year, it will still be as disliked as it currently is now. Maybe it'll make a prediction and maybe it'll make a comeback way later on down the road, maybe in 2015, 26, 2025, 2026. It, man, so many years, so many years, <laughs> maybe two, three years from now, we'll all be sitting around being like, wow, Starfield is such a great game. It's the new cyberpunk Phantom Liberty of a game that just made an incredible turnaround and is now completely and utterly incredible but i don't think that it's going to make that comeback next year and what that means just so that you can give me something to quantify this prediction on is that on steam it will still say that all reviews for the game are mixed and all recent reviews will be mostly negative sorry uh, on steam all reviews will reviews be mixed will be all reviews will be mixed. All recent reviews will be mostly negative. All right. That's it. There we go. Those are the... Oh, yeah. So now, everyone, you get one counter or one agree. You'd be like, that's bang on. I'm agreeing with that. I'll piggyback off of that point or one like there's no one of our own. <laughs> no, you got to counter one of the other six. Okay. That somebody okay. else made. Okay. Um, I'm not going to play around. I will counter that Chad. Because the thing that Chad said, hmm, Nintendo Switch success will be backwards compatible with physical Game Boy cartridges. So yeah, you said mm -hmm. all or nothing. If you split yep. it up, it'd be different, but I'm absolutely taking that as a counter. I'm going to counter that the Switch uh, is backwards compatible with Game Boy cartridges. All right. I'm going to counter uh, Cozy's PSVR prediction uh you, you don't think they're gonna make one final push i don't i don't see 
Half-Life Alex and Insomniac Games and at least one more thing being <laughs> part of a state of play. The one more thing is like, no. I think the specific no. specificity is why I would also take that bet. Because even if they do yeah. make a push, but then they don't announce the two games, Chad gets two-thirds of a point. Or two-thirds. That's right. So, that's a good one. This is a little risky on my part, because it's not a completely unreasonable prediction, but I am going to counter Microsoft closes or merges at least two first-party studios. I don't think it's an unreasonable prediction. I think that could very well happen, but I feel like it's the best bet I got. All right, all right. So there's our counters. There's a prediction. Everyone, tell us your predictions. Play along. Who had the Wait, worst we one? Do, we do the I agree with those things? No, it's a counter or an I agree. My bad. Oh, counter or an I agree. Got Unless it. you want okay. to do both. Oh, yeah. We can do both if you want to. I mean, we're here I mean, now. I have another one. Yeah. Let's, this is the only time both. to do it. Let's do an I agree. I agree with your it's out now launches a big hit. Okay. And we'll be on console. So you write chat agrees in parentheses after that? Yep. Um, let's see. So cozy between our list, what are you thinking? Because I wasn't even thinking about this before, but let me I, see. I agree that Suicide Squad will be better received than the Avengers, because all it needs to do is score a 74 and we're good. It's funny you both agree with mine. It's almost like I made good predictions. Um, oh, it's almost like you played it safe. <laughs> no, I did good ones. I will do... Um, I'm going to agree with Cozy's the Starfield one, specifically because the whole thing comes down to Steam reviews and if we're talking about Steam user reviews, I guess that's the safest bet to agree that they're going to be negative. I'll go with that. Wait, is is it on Steam, or do you have to download it through like Microsoft Launcher? No, it's on. Like well, it's on Microsoft and Steam. It's on both. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Before we move on, do you want to hear some of the more outlandish predictions I made? Oh yeah, sure. If you yeah. got them. All right. This is another one of the Nintendo predictions. Uh, the Seth Rogen Donkey Kong movie is announced. Everyone's wondering where's, you know, the second Mario movie. I think they're going to space it out, have the Donkey Kong movie next, then Mario 2. King K. Rule is a villain in it, and he's voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, the Crumlings as a whole are coded as basically being British colonizers trying to bring, quote-unquote, civilization <laughs> to Donkey Kong Island. Dixie and Diddy Kong are played by Tom Holland and Zendaya, uh, or if not them, two other A-list actors on their level. <laughs> trying to put so many conditionals to get me points. Uh, Mario and Luigi are in it in supporting roles to help build up to the plot of the second Mario movie. That would have been smart, especially with the opening of Donkey Kong Country World in the parks. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, number two. All right, this one... Strap in, because this one is wild. Concord, the upcoming PlayStation 5 shooter from Firewalk Studios, is revealed to be set in the Resistance universe. Whoa, it takes okay. place centuries after the events of Resistance 3, with humanity having now achieved spaceflight. Uh, their spacefaring exploration has brought them in contact with the Chimera on the original planet that they came from. Players will play as employees from rivaling space PMCs that have incented the Chimera planet to retrieve its valuable resources. Hence, the gameplay is PvPvE, of where you are battling other players for the resources while also battling the Chimera, which are AI-controlled. The reason why the teaser trailer didn't allude to this at all is because... And we are in, fully in the realm of fantasy here. I think that when Sony put out that teaser trailer, 
the game had no connection to Resistance. And I think that Sony is so concerned and so fidgety about putting out an IP that doesn't have any connection to any prior IP that they went in and were like, hey, you guys should connect this to one of our pre-existing IP. Make it a Resistance game. And the game has, in the years since we last saw it, been converted into a game in the Resistance universe. Interesting. Yeah, thank you for listening to my fanfic. Wild. <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> All right. Here's this last one. I think, Adam, I think you'll appreciate this one. Okay. A new single-player expansion for Halo Infinite is announced, and it releases in the fall. It introduces a short-flight jetpack that Master Chief can use in tandem with the grappling hook. I don't know why that made my myself laugh. It's not even that... I guess it's just the It's just all of... your little extra points on everything. It's like, single player. <laughs> it's gonna have a jetpack to go along with your grappling hook. It's very Anyways, good. Anyways, so yeah, Master Chief can use the jetpack in tandem with his grappling hook. Uh, it takes place on a new section of the Halo ring from Infinite that has a like much more, a more diverse biome. Uh, and it teases a future conflict that will force Chief and the weapon to return to Earth, setting it up so that the next major title slash expansion from 343 Industries is going to be like their Halo 2 if Infinite was Halo 1, if that makes any sense. And there you go. Gotcha. Very good. All right. I think that's it. That's our segment. That brings us to Game on Game Show. The Game on Our Game Show. We play a game called Game on the Game Show. On our Game Show. Game, 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 game. We're going to do a quick round of something we do usually twice a year. It's Mary Fuck Kill 2024 Part 1! <sighs> this is where we go the upcoming releases that are have verified, not verified, I guess, but announced release dates between now and the end of June, so the first six months of the year, and we decide which games we are going to marry, which games we are going to fuck, and which games we are going to kill. None of those have any kind of qualifiers about how good those games will be necessarily, uh, and they mean pretty much nothing. Uh, to recap, for the last half of 2023, we decided we would marry Marvel Spider-Man 2, that we would fuck Quantum Error, which is that spooky game that came out and now has a 40 on Metacritic. Ooh. And we decided to kill Lord of the Rings Return to Moria, which I guess also came and went, and I didn't look up the Metacritic of that either. But I, I don't no think it got about it. I don't think it was good. So we have 12 games here split into four different um Mary fuck kill things and then we will decide which game of those we will ultimately marry which will you fuck and which we will kill so the theme of the first round is excuse me sir I gotta check your asshole all of these games have colons okay suicide squad killed the justice league princess peach showtime exclamation point south park snow day exclamation point which game are we marrying which game are we fucking which game are we killing Hmm. I feel it's most appropriate, even though, again, yeah, there's nothing to do with the quality of the game. Maybe it's best to kill South Park because it's a game where you fuck, but Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has kill in the name. It does have kill in the name. Yeah. And killing the Justice League generally would be a bad thing for planet Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Also in and South it might Park. Not be good. <laughs> in South Park, characters get killed all the time and then they're back in another episode. Unless it's like the chef where the voice actor had complications and they could But here's bring the thing, back. do you want to marry or fuck South Park Snow Day though? That's the that's the question. No, I don't. I, I'm fine with killing it. I think we gotta kill South Park Snow Day. It makes me the least uncomfortable. Which uh what would you do to Suicide Squad in return? I don't know that's are we gonna fuck or marry it. I 
I feel like you would want to marry Peach, especially when to yeah. support her career being a be an actress. So I think we got to marry Peach and we got to fuck Suicide go. Squad. There yeah. you go. Being an actress, which means we can be stay at home dads. Well, hopefully. Okay. Best All right. case scenario. All right. So we're marrying Princess Peach, fucking the Justice League, just so we can say, yeah, I put it in a shark once. Yeah. And then killing <laughs> South Park Snow Day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm done with that. Number two. Don't call it a comeback. These are all uh, remasters, remakes coming out. Persona 3 Reload. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Tomb Raider 1 through 3 Remastered. Hmm. <laughs> one, of these, one of these is not like the others. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I say we kill Tomb Raider because it needs to stay yeah. back in the '90s where where it came from. Oh yikes! I don't know anything about Persona Three, but you're killing one with female lead, huh? That's how we're starting. Uh, there's female in Persona Three. Okay. Well, well, that is one actually. For the record, Adam, I'm I'm in agreement with you. We should kill Tomb Raider, but that is one of the big points of criticism of Persona Three. No, Reload, Alex, I know this, but Chad have... doesn't. Chad doesn't know this, so we can just keep the bit going. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I know that they cut out the part where you get to play as the female lead. Yes, I know. Shh. Don't, 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 don't tell. Chad them. doesn't know that. Uh, what were the games? There was Persona. What was the other one? Persona 3 Reload and Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Well, I guess, Chad, what do you want to do with Final Fantasy? Because that's your thing. To be honest, I don't know. I, I don't I don't want to be married to Persona 3, I guess, is the thing. Because like I don't know anything about it, and it's going to be a weird... Japanese anime ass thing, and it's like I, that seems weird to me. We're talking about Final Fantasy or Persona? <laughs> Touche. Uh, Persona, I guess. I don't know. Does Persona have talking cats? I don't. I guess Final five Fantasy does. Has Kate Sith. So five does. Persona Three is weird because Persona Three has a dog that you like accompany into like the dungeons that you fight inside of but the dog doesn't talk like it's not like an anthropomorphic dog but it still has magical powers which is weird i say we let's just marry final fantasy because chad wants marry, to anyways yeah, i want to marry final fantasy. we can we can have yeah. sex with persona yeah let's go with that because afterwards they'll put a gun that. to their head anyway so it doesn't really matter yeah yeah all right, number three. Oh, sorry, so to recap, we are killing Tomb Raider 1 through 3 Remastered, marrying Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, and fucking Persona 3 Reload. Number three. Can't play this on Xbox. The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Helldivers 2. I kind of want to fuck Helldivers. Those Ooh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong games have never done anything for me. Let's kill that. Yeah, we can kill Donkey Kong. Held up because it's just like a fun weekend, you know? Just fucking have fun. Great time. Never think about it again. <laughs> That's Helldivers. <laughs> and yeah, I don't care about Mario Donkey Kong. We can kill that. So I also just don't leaves. care about Mario Donkey Kong, but like, that's a lot of trauma to be married to for the rest of your life with The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. That's true. That is a tough one. Yeah. Honestly, I'd be fine with marrying uh hell divers too even though i don't think that game's quality is guaranteed i'd be fine with marrying it okay let's just do that because we don't want to deal with the trauma i mean we will have trauma because we fucked it so it means like we we like everyone we have baggage and we've seen some shit hey bud your words not mine <laughs> but we're getting through it we're getting through it i got you all right got you. final one it's been a while all of these games have had at least seven years since their previous entry or since this game was revealed. Mm. 
Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, Skull and Bones, The Outlast Trials. Hmm. I want to marry Prince of Persia off top. I'm so yeah, excited for that course. game. That game looks dope as shit. I played it. It's very good. We should absolutely marry Prince of Persia. Okay. Um, okay. Outlast and what was the other one? Skull and Bones. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. That's such a joke of a game. Is it more fun to just give it to it the one, a good old one too one time, or do we just get get rid of it forever? Well, if you think uh, we have the Outlast trials, then like you want to put your penis in anything that's in that game. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's a lot of a lot of gross, dirty people screaming in your face. Well, well I what's mean, a lot tough of gross, is dirty pirates are screaming in your face, and yeah, but they're trying that, but... their best. <laughs> what's tough is the the Outlast last trials is guaranteed to be at least decent, given the pedigree of that whole franchise. But like, I have no interest in playing it. It also technically is an early access already, but we'll get a full release this year on every platform. Um, it's not been getting like glowing reviews, but also it's early access. So. I want to fuck the pirate ship, Chad. You want to fuck the pirate ship? Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Let's, let's, let's go for it. The pirates. Yeah, that's we're, we're going to ship the pirate ship. Ooh. Okay, so we're marrying Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown. We are fucking Skull and Bones. We are killing Outlast Trials. So at this point, now we have to take all the Marys, decide which one is the ultimate Mary. All the fucks do the same thing, all the kills. So let's start with Mary. Our contenders are Princess Peach Showtime, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, uh, Helldivers 2, and Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Go ahead and get Helldivers out of there. I don't want to marry that one that bad. I feel like the only ones that we actually said, I would like to marry this, rather than Princess of Elimination, Princess, <laughs> Process of Elimination, <laughs> Princess of Elimination, was Princess Peach Showtime and Prince of Persia. Yeah. Both of which are royalty, prince and That's princess. That's true. Here's mm. the difference. I'm going against my own logic here. Technically, in the Prince of Persia, you're not playing the prince. Oh shit! I think you're one of the, one of his one of his homies, and I think you're going to save him. Uh, but again, you know I'm what? excited for that game. So I don't know. That may be true, Adam. I think that's an important and incredibly relevant point to bring up. But I do feel bad for Prince of Persia because upon that game's release, a bunch of people hated on that game for bullshit and shitty reasons. And so, you know what? I want I want to toss some extra love to Prince of Persia. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally down to make that the ultimate Mary. That's a black man with dreads. Let's go marry this dude. I'm okay dude. with that. Also because, you know, Prince of Peach Showtime is going to come out. And, like, if we marry it, we're going to be married to something that is at best 1080p. Oh, it's true. Not into that. Mm. Not into that. Not interested. <laughs> okay. All right. The fuck category. We are choosing between Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, Persona 3 Reload, The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered, and Skull and Bones. Ooh, what's the most fun? Hmm. I think... You Persona's could probably put it in a shark in both Justice League and Skull and Bones. In both of them, yeah. I would say probably Persona's <laughs> off the table just because we were just like trying to figure out where to put that one at. Well, you might be able to put it in a shark in that, too. Yeah, maybe so. I don't think so. We weirdly... Weirdly, I feel like Suicide Squad is like the, the one that's speaking to me the most in this category. Because it's see one game of all these games we have before us where I'm like, yeah, I'd, you know, be in and out, see how I like it, and then I'm done. See how I like it. Yeah, for sure. See how I like it. I'm fine for that. And you have options. There are four different playable options, too. Yeah. Shark, Batman's there, Wonder Woman's there. You can kind of just do whatever you want. Okay. Like and it. it's the naughty version of all of those. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is our fuck for the beginning of the year. And that brings us to our kill. South Park Snow Day. Tomb Raider 1 through 3 Remastered. Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Outlast Trials. What game is our <laughs> ultimate kill for the first half of the year? I mean, I have my vote, but you guys go ahead and talk. Hmm. Is it really that hard? You guys really thinking this much? Yeah, I guess so. I would say out of all of those games, there's only one that I'm, I'm guaranteed to never play. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm down to Tomb Raider versus Outlast Trials for like, let's kill this. Yeah, I, I would go with Tomb Raider. Yeah, probably, How, probably never going to play that. Tomb Raider is the one that I would never touch. I would okay. maybe play Outlast Trial with a friend. I would never play Tomb Raider 1 through 3. Remaster. I did not take you for a misogynist. <laughs> That's so wild. Yeah, okay. it is what it is. I hate women right, from so the, the 90s. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't help it, guys. I'm sorry. When a, when a game comes back from the 90s, we all have to respond exactly as we would have in the 90s. Yeah. Therefore, this is, okay, got it. All Where's right, so the, the dinosaur? Official, Show me the dinosaur. aim, fire. Uh, marry, fuck, kill for the first half of 2024 is, we are marrying Prince of Persia, the Lost Crown, fucking Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League, and killing Tomb Raider 1 through 3 Remastered. Thanks for going down that journey. That brings us to the end of Game on Game Show, and that brings us to the end of episode 338 of Respawn I don't think Game I changed Fire. that number. 330. No, I think that's right. No, oh, maybe you did. I don't know. Go oh, ahead. I don't, uh, <laughs> that's what I put as the number on the Twitch stream today, so. Let's hope it's right. Somewhere in the 330s of Respawn Aim Fire. Um, thank you, everyone, for being here and listening. Like usual, everyone has homework. School year's back in session coming back from winter break and your homework is on patreon.com slash responding fire you can go there you can uh, vote for barf games which we will reveal in just a moment those are backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends games we play one a month that you suggest to us based on a list we provide and then we talk about it at the end of the month you can of course play along throughout the month you do not have to just listen to us talk about it and we would love to hear your thoughts via email uh messenger pigeon or uh being on the podcast itself um for the month of january we put up the poll you all voted on twitter and on patreon and on twitter you all asked for metal metal gear solid ground zeros but all the people who paid outvoted you and so we are playing signalis am i saying that right i think it's it signalis yeah signalis sig well, well, Adam said Signalis, and you said Signalis, so I'm going to say Signalis. Uh, <laughs> if this game Signalis. doesn't reveal how its name is pronounced, zero out of ten. Yeah, right? What if there's no voice acting, and it's not Ashley Johnson or uh, Troy Sam Baker. Saran, Troy Baker. Yeah, there we go. Um, so, yeah, we are playing Signalis for Barf. That is available on some number of platforms that it is on. Uh, oh, I know it's Windows, on. I think it's on Nintendo everything. Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. It used to be on Game uh, Pass. I think it's about eight it. hours. Yeah. And uh, so that's what we're playing in January. And if you go to patreon.com slash respawn and fire, you can vote in our next poll coming up in a few weeks, as well as get f exclusive access each month to one special episode. Usually it's a game show. For the month of January, however, everyone got a special present and they have access to uh, elf bowling video movie commentary so <laughs> you can watch along with elf bowling the movie santa saves christmas from pirates or whatever the subtitle is uh and listen to us three talk through it at the same time 
and it's a good old time. It's so, Elf uh, Bowling the are, Great, the the North Pole Elf Strike or something. Something uh, about a strike. A strike yeah, that's right, because it's yeah double meaning. Got it. So that's out, and that is available uh, for all patrons, and then it'll come to everyone else on February 1st. So maybe you can do that as like a Valentine's Day thing with your lover and watch that if you don't like paying for us. Uh, if you are a patron, however, you will also get access to... I think I said everything. Cool. Uh, rest of your homework, go do a good turn daily. That's the Boy Scout motto. No, sorry, that's the Cub Scout motto. Eagle Scout. Boy Scout is be prepared. And the law is the Scout is trustworthy, the loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind of obedient, cheerful, thirsty, brave, clean, and reverent. Uh, and then there's yeah. the oath. Isn't that weird that there's like a motto, an oath? Is the podcast and over? Uh, is it over? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. So, uh, oh, if you are going to PAX East, oh, we'll yeah. be there. Come say hi. Say what's up. We'll all be there. Uh, maybe we'll we have cool things. Maybe not. We don't say, know yet. We may or may not have some surprises or maybe not. Don't get your expectations too up in a tizzy, but also pay attention to our social feeds. But we will be there yeah. regardless. We will be there. We'll be there. So if you uh, want to make a trip over to Boston and go see some cool people, including us, that's a that's a thing that's coming. Alex, thank you so much for joining us uh, again and running OBS at the last minute for this. Um, people can find you starting what day again for Cooking with Cozy? Yes, uh, you can uh, find me over on twitch.tv slash Cozy Bear Live, K-O-Z-I-B-E-A-R-L-I-V-E. -E. Uh, I will starting I'll, I will be starting up season four of Cozy Bear's Cooking on January 24th. That's a Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. EST at the Twitch channel in question. Uh, and that particular season of Cozy Bear's Cooking will be each subsequent Wednesday, same channel, same time, 8.30 p.m. EST, eight episodes total. Do you, there's there's some kind of like joke or or like catchy motto in there with like season four and, and cooking like seasoning, seasoning for uh, food cozy you know there's something, yeah. there's something there there's salt something and pepper there. paprika salt paprika who knew if you just make a salt and a pepper thing fuck it makes a, a baby paprika shaker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, everyone, for our show. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. <laughs> paprika! Paprika!